once again back once again back once again back once again back once again with a beat a good head and a good heart are always a formidable combination so says Nelson Mandela that's why we need to understand and apply wisdom in all things mind body and soul and this short podcast hopefully helps you do just that on this episode discernment a commitment to choosing well you could describe discernment as courageous truth seeking Here's why I say that. B.B. Warfield says, Let us then cultivate an attitude of courage as over against the investigations of the day. None should be more zealous in them than we. None should be more quick to discern truth in every field, more hospitable to receive it, more loyal to follow it wherever it leads. Born in uh, the middle 1850s, B.B. Warfield is best known as the theologian of the doctrine of inspiration, which he describes simply as what scripture says, God says. That is, what has been captured in the 66 books that make up the Bible are God's very words. With that level of confidence, we should be inspired to be, as Warfield points out, more zealous in our investigations of the day. On the foundation of God's words, we can be courageous in our seeking and applying truth in every area of life. John MacArthur, pastor-teacher of Grace Community Church, further affirms how the process of discernment is based on God's words. He says, In its simplest definition, discernment is more than the ability to decide between truth and error, right and wrong. Discernment is the process of making careful distinctions in our thinking about truth. In other words, the ability to think with discernment is synonymous with the ability to think biblically. Sherlock Holmes astounds and fascinates when deducing the truth. He believes that the truth exists and has thoroughly equipped himself to use every available means to determine what actually happened. Christians have a framework and foundation to operate similarly that will guide us in our zeal for discerning the facts in our commitment to the investigation. But it is much more than discerning facts. If we don't understand or accept the importance of God's leading, we run the risk of being almost right and then settling for it. Close enough is not the right approach when discerning truth. According to Sinclair Ferguson, determining right and wrong is just the beginning and that actual discernment is more multidimensional. He says, true discernment means not only distinguishing the right from the wrong, it means distinguishing the primary from the secondary, the essential from the indifferent, and the permanent from the transient. And yes, it means distinguishing between the good and the better, and even between the better and the best. As a new king, Solomon was immediately faced with the nuances of discernment when needing to make a very difficult decision following his prayer, asking for wisdom in 1 Kings 3. Two prostitutes were brought before him, both claiming to be the rightful mother of a newborn child. Close enough would not have been acceptable. God enabled him to uniquely respond to the situation to find the truth and decide what was best. It is God's leading that makes 1 Thessalonians 5, 21 and 22 possible. It says, Examine everything carefully, hold fast to what is good, and abstain from every evil. This biblical sleuthing is what John MacArthur points out as the responsibility of every Christian. Discernment is not optional for the believer. It is required. So how do we develop the process of discernment? Holmes had a a way about him, a method, that kept him from being distracted in his examination of the crucial details that would lead him to the right conclusion. He listened for nuances and remained dogged in his pursuit of where the facts would lead him. With that mental picture applied to what Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 21 through 22, I believe we have the beginnings of a process for discernment. First, reject rigidity. 
This isn't a formula or checklist for discernment. In fact, being too rigid in our attempt to get at the truth could actually be detrimental to our finding it. We can assume a timeline or a particular delivery of the facts. Our process is a process. Examine everything, reject what isn't true, keep going. Secondly, develop a taste for what is good. Sherlock had a passion for the facts. Pieces would come together to eventually reveal a picture of what truly happened. Hannah Anderson, author of All That's Good, Recovering the Lost Art of Discernment, believes God develops in us a taste for what's good, and that discernment is less about the menu and more about the palate. Discernment means developing a taste for what is right and good that will allow us to endure the path that leads to the truth. So reject rigidity, develop a taste for what is good, and thirdly, build a protective barrier. In order to be discerning, we need to keep from being deceived. The process of discernment means building up a barrier of protection that guards us against being deceived by the enemies of the truth. We are less prone to the winds of our circumstances or the culture blowing us off the path when we are grounded in God's words, trusting in his leading to discernment. Additionally, the protective barrier keeps us from being bound to a mindset, a philosophy, or a behavior that would keep us from knowing the truth. So those three things, I think, are, are the beginnings of a good process of discernment. Reject rigidity, develop a taste for what is good, and then build a protective barrier. Having a solid process for discernment requires a commitment to choosing well. We gain confidence for that commitment when we stand firmly in God's word, knowing that we are able to navigate the path that leads to our understanding and applying truth to all areas of our lives. If you want a transcript of this podcast, go to wisdominallthings.com and search for this title. You'll also find quotes, articles, and other resources to help you better understand and apply wisdom in all things. Be sure to go to wisdominallthings.com. Thanks for listening.